One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters, May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well... Hello Fresh is your guilt free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. I, I love the kind of space the freedom of it the i don't know i even like the suffering a little bit i like the hardship of it i like that uh not in, not everyone can kind of put up with that um i like the challenge i like standing up naked on the <laughs> on the open road and shouting are you not entertained in a in a russell crowe uh, gladiator um, accent <laughs> um yeah, I don't know. Day one. <sighs> Tough going. I think the minute you stand still is the minute you're dead. Day two, um, 48 hours done now. Uh, three full days down, 72 hours in. Four full days in. Doesn't matter, just keep driving forward. Day five. Uh, our five days done. Maybe it's been bred into me, but I've always had a, a curiosity to, to explore the world. Day 56, eight weeks done and dusted. Mood is good, spirits are high. Day 43, done and dusted. Day actually. 32, done and dusted. Anything and everything is, is achievable. Yeah, this is going to be fucking epic, man. This is only 24 hours in and um, yeah, it's tough. My name is Damien Brown and welcome to Deep Roots. Desperate to live. Desperate to know more. Desperate to feel more. Desperate to learn more. Desperate to see more. Desperate to explore more. Desperate to live. I am desperate to live. In fact, that was nearly the name of this podcast. It was a close runner up to Deep Roots. It's my default state. It's my attitude, it's my mindset, whatever you want to call it. 
and just desperate to eke more out of my life every day. And to do that, I have to align myself with things that drive me, things that are important to me, things that are purposeful to me, things that are fulfilling to me. And how have I found them? It's just simply by being curious and trying things and exploring and searching and doing and listening to my internal compass, giving it a window, giving it an opportunity in terms of, okay, well, you are you are pulling me, you are pushing me, you are kind of introducing that idea again and again and again. I'm, I'm going to listen to you and I'm going to try it and I'm going to see. And every time I've done that, I've been rewarded. I have enjoyed on some level what I've explored and sometimes I found things where I've just known like this is for me this is I will do this for the rest of my life now a few examples of that would be reading um, getting into the sea travel adventure, training. I think training, like training for something. Again, not just training for the sake of training. Training for something um, huge, something important that I want to achieve because I'm also desperate to achieve things in my life. Um, you know, I said in episode one, I, um, I'm trying to have an extraordinary life. I'm trying to achieve what I deem to be extraordinary things for me. And and training, preparing, searching out ways to be better in that framework or with that goal, you know, um, that is something I will never stop doing. I will always be pushing my body to be better for a endeavor that's important to me because it is bigger than just me. Others are affected positively by me leading that way of life. And on the flip side of that desperation, perhaps even loaded with more substance, if that makes sense, loaded with more um, ammo, or, yeah, ammunition for that desperation. Yes, that's it. That's what it is. 
is if one side is pleasure it's the it's pain it's having found myself down in places in my life that have been painful and I'm not just talking about physical pain I'm talking about you know psychological pain emotional pain and again listening to that inner compass listening to that internal feedback you know associated with those whatever that may be those like negative emotions and and moving and having and taking the choice to do something about that to move away from that pain and not because another choice I had would have been just to avoid it continue to do it but continue to have the action that creates it but it's not me it doesn't align with me it has it has a negative effect whatever it may be and I'm not going to avoid it I'm either going to accept it or I'm going to change it and often I've changed it and taking that step away that like that decision to change the painful behavior has been incredibly empowering to me empowerment through growth and growth comes from change but change is difficult change is hard change is uncomfortable but the more times you do that the better you get at it the more times you practice it and one of the great drivers well, one of my greatest, probably the thing I, the need I value most in life is growth. So it's a, an enormous driver for me. So I get this um, huge uh, result, huge reward, huge um, positive feedback of feeling, you know, it just feels right on the kind of most organic or natural level. Um, and that that feeling that I get from that process that is difficult to change is like a drug <laughs> it's like it becomes this addiction on the most uh, truest level or the one that feels the most right um, like this is this like this the feedback is like this is right this is the path continue you found it this is this is this is exactly exactly what you want to be doing with your life um, and that drives you back there and that that is um, one of the factors and a hugely strong factor at certain times if you can bring your awareness there or, or not you know maybe it's an awareness on a real um, almost f- physiological level that is, is quite difficult to realize but if you can if you can link it some way on some level um, it gets you past it gets you past all these really difficult moments in the um, in the journey in the process um, it, it helps you find the way find the way past the hurdles that are undoubtedly going to come up when something is hard something is difficult something is challenging and I have gone through that many times in my life because I, like I said it is a need for me it is probably the need one of the highest needs I have in, in my value system it becomes a practice it becomes a habit and you become good at it 
you become good at finding a way to what's important for you. Um, and that practice aided me in these moments, in these days on day 43, when I had these fucking arsores that were debilitating physically, but much more mentally. They were just, like I said, chipping away, chipping away at my resolve. Um, and I had to find a way past um, and I was good at practicing that. Uh, so I eventually found the solution with a, uh, a little bit of help from Mr. Ian Couch. So uh, welcome back to Deep Roots. Welcome to day 44. Have a listen. Uh, hi, guys. Uh, day 44 done and dusted. Um, uh, how do you explain yesterday? It was, it was pretty um, uh, challenging. Um, so this time yesterday, I was very worried. Um, I have, uh, um, and if I've, if you've been following my posts, I've been talked about them. Um, I have uh, seesaws uh, on my uh, on my arse, and um, um, basically, I've been. I've been carrying them for the guts of three weeks now and they've been getting progressively worse and uh, trying to manage them, trying to do everything. Um, I felt like yesterday was the day it just came to a crescendo and it was just too painful to sit on them anymore and row. Um, it was absolutely out of the question to row any sort of um, long kind of anything over um, an hour. Um, in fact, I, I thought the final solution was basically um this is like this is after using creams and shorts and uh the second seat and um you know you name it i tried it i think but um uh yeah i thought the final solution was going to be something like the only way i can get home at this stage is like do 10 minutes on 10 minutes off for the rest of the you know the rest of the journey which is over 800 miles which wouldn't have been uh wouldn't have been fun but um but I talked to Ian Couch, uh, who's the head duty officer, and he was saying, if I have any any foam, uh, I can cut out um, uh, holes where the, the sores can breed and uh, put perch that on top of my rowing seat because I have a fixed rowing seat. Uh, so after a lot of trial and error throughout the afternoon, I seem to have got somewhere, and um, the rowing uh, is back like... It's affected a certain what, but I'm so happy, to be honest with you. Um, I can sit now for, you know, around an hour, no problem on the on the um, padding, the foam padding with the holes in it. And um, and I can, uh, yeah, I can keep getting into the mileage. It'll slow me down a little bit more, like the last couple of days of, like the last couple of days have been 39 miles, both of them, I think. But um, to me, they've, they're huge, huge, huge days. Um, like I could have easily just rolled over and excuse, stuck Maris in the air and you know went to bed, but um, I decided just to knuckle down every day and, and just keep keep grinding and keep trying to get near that forty miles. And um, you know I, I'm 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 there. Uh, yeah, they're some of the most valuable mileage I could have done because uh, the easy option would have been just to, you know, give up, crawl into bed and call it a day, but I, I didn't, you know, so I think that's um, 
that's a, a great kind of trait to have, you know, when everything is going against you that you just, you know, you just knuckle down a little bit more and you find a way, you find a way, you adapt somehow, you find a way to get it done and you, you know, you crawl forward or you inch your way forward or whatever it is and you just keep grinding and, and, and that's what I did and I, I got pretty close to what I wanted but uh, you, there, um, you know, psychologically those miles are um, enormous, you know, for the rest of the trip so, so I'm delighted with that. Um, and delighted now that uh, there seems to be a solution to the seesaws which can you imagine like you know it's it's very painful to sit on them and having 20 days in front of you 21 days um, yeah um, physically psychologically everything that's that is tough but uh, you know I seem to go past that which is great so happy out now um, so yeah Cracking into day 45, all right. When you compete or when you use the Talisker Whiskey Atlantic Challenge as your um, format to cross an ocean, you are um, greatly supported by a company uh, called Atlantic Campaigns and they have well when I did it anyway they had two duty officers who were kind of um, over all the technical side of it and the safety side and um, are kind of your your port to call if you have any questions because they They've been doing this for a long time. I mentioned Ian Couch uh, in my video there. Ian is the head duty officer, still is. And Ian has crossed, I think he's done three ocean crossings himself. And he's dealt and led this race as head duty officer for years. So like, you know, he's seen, you know, at the moment he's seen 25, 30 boats a year. But, you know, probably on average when it, was, it wasn't so popular or wasn't hadn't grown to what it is now you know he's probably seen an average of 15 boats going across every year uh, and all those journeys are different and all those um the conditions are different every year so he's seen, basically seen everything he's heard experienced or seen and uh, everything um and he um he helped me a lot actually he helped me he helped me now obviously sort out find the solution for these seesaws um and, um, you know, one of the, I had a spare seat to my fixed rowing seat. It was actually, you know, again, it came down to Atlantic campaigns and, uh, and Ian and these guys uh, doing a thing called an ocean rowing course before I started where like they share everything you need to know about rowing an ocean with you and, you know, what to do, what not to do. And one of the things they told uh, us as a group to do and me as an individual, um, was to kind of bring a spare seat because you never know what's going to go wrong with you. Um, and the um, ideal kind of option there was a load of yoga mats um, glued together or stuck together in some way uh, so if you were to have issues with sores or whatever you could cut holes in them so I had like I think I had like whatever I bought a load of yoga mats say 10 or 12 and you know spent the day kind of cutting them out to the same size as the fixed rowing seat I had in place and making sure they uh, if it needed to be used that it um, it worked on the, the slider
slider um, or the, the base of the slider. So it was there. It was in it was in the spare cabin as just another kind of um, what would you say another alternative or another backup if if things went wrong which they did so i had actually tried to fit it before that and it just for whatever reason it was oh yeah i remember now it was um it was too high you know it was it was too many mats stuck together and when i rolled it would just tilt over and i would fall off it or you know i would compromise it so I had it there, um, but I, what I hadn't thought of until I chatted to Ian was um, cutting that up into little bits and then um, kind of perching that on top. And you'll hear me mention that word quite a lot coming going forward, perching, and perching that on top of the fixed rowing seat. So that's what I ended up doing. And uh, lo and behold, after oh, countless hours and days of trying to find solutions and remedies between everything, between like scrubbing those sores as hard as I could some days to just leaving them to using, I told this, talked about the chamois cream, which I unfortunately ran out of, which was my main kind of um, barrier for, for a while um, from, from them getting worse and, and, you know, gnawing away at my mind like they eventually did at this point. Um, to uh, the shorts and trying to figure them from rowing naked to the talc bats I used to take after every fucking session when I'd big cloud of talc in the cabin to um, what else did I do? try um, oh, I can't remember now off the top of my head but it was just this I tried everything absolutely everything and it wasn't until uh, I perched this um, I think it was two yoga mats stuck together on top of my seat and just gave that little bit of air to these uh, pressure sores and sea sores that I, I felt, oh, I think, as I said in this video, there seems to be a solution, you know, that I, at least now I wasn't, uh, you know, the, 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 the contemplation of, you know, other um, time formats like 10 minutes on 10 minutes off 20 minutes on 20 minutes off which which it had boiled down to my head like this was the only thing I could do because it was just as I said in the last episode it was just it was you know it, it, the pain was was just too much for me to last any longer on uh seated on them so you know that this took that away and, and now it looked like an hour anyway at least rowing was was achievable and you know i think it worked out at about i was able to get back up to about an hour and a half and then eventually two hours because what happened was you know that when the sores were lifted off the seat because i cut a hole in these um yoga mats you know to to just take that I suppose take them away from the pressure point and give them some air so they started to improve a little bit now not not eventually over the next few days but uh, at least you know it, it just it um it permitted me uh an opportunity to stay on the oars a bit longer and get mileage which was you know hugely important to me that I was striving every day to be the best version of myself um which kind of leads on to the, the main other point of that video, which was all around uh, the importance of continuing to fight and like, the importance of the mileage and the importance of getting 39 miles, the like importance psychologically of that, even though it wasn't, it wasn't at kind of my goal that I aimed for every day, which was 40 plus. But 
how much it meant to hold myself to a higher standard and actually no that's not hold myself to a higher standard how much it meant to not give up to continue to fight despite these overwhelming um, situation this painful situation the chipping away at my mind I continued even in those moments I continued to take the harder option and that was such a boost psychologically like that just meant so much was you know I could like I could, I could easily have um, given up uh, on in those moments and crawled into bed and called it a day and don't get me wrong I did you know as I've explained earlier I did do that at times and and that the feedback that that gave me wasn't good but when I did when I took the hard option when I stayed on the oars when all my impulses were screaming at me all the voices in my head no stop I didn't I decided to continue and do the hard work and the graft um, and the energy that enthused and the feedback that gave me psychologically was just huge you know it was it was so important for the rest not just for the rest of this crossing but it's important for fucking life that when you're faced with those impulses that you make the hard decision or you take the harder or you endeavor to take the harder decision sometimes you won't but the more you do that the more you build confidence because only you know what that resistance feels like there's nobody else looking there's nobody else knows but you know you know what that feels like and you decide for yourself to take the hard option to continue to strive for more to do the hard thing That's what builds fucking belief in yourself. The more you do that, the more regularly you do that, the more belief you're going to grow within yourself, the stronger you're going to become. Because you witness yourself in those moments. You feel yourself. You feel the resistance against you, but you overcome it. You start to believe more in yourself. You start to build that relationship with yourself. You build self-confidence. You build self-esteem. Eventually, you build self-worth. And eventually, you continue to do that over years and years and years. You continue to take the hard option, take the hard road, take the road less traveled, take the road that has more resistance. You build self-mastery. But nobody else knows. There's no one else looking. But you are looking at yourself. You are looking at yourself. And you know that's all that matters. And you know what that feels like. You've earned that feeling. Use that feeling. Do it once. And use it. Use it as your fuel. How does it feel? How good does it feel? How, how, how pure does it feel in a life sense? See that road. Go after that reward time and again. It'll bring you great fucking places. And that's why why those decisions were unbelievably important psychologically for me. Okay, yeah, in the context of the race. But I put myself in these races 
to grow from them, to experience them, yes, to achieve them, yes, but more than anything else, I want to grow from them. I want to become better, a better version of myself. And it's in these moments, in these decisions that have to be made, where that growth is teetering. Oh, is he going to go hard or is he going to go easy? Is he going to go difficult? Is he going to go into the resistance? Or is he going to let it overwhelm him? Is he going to fight or is he going to give up? Is he going to fight or is he going to give up? These decisions are always there. They're on that tightrope. And what side are they going to fall? And the more you can will them, the more you can refuse one way and will them the other way. Refuse easy, refuse lazy, refuse the impulses, demand more of yourself. Take the hard roads, take the hard decision, do your best to step towards that resistance, step into it. The more you're going to get out of it, the more you're going to get out of it, grow as a person. And that's so important to me. That's why I love these extreme challenges. Because you are guaranteed to come face to face with yourself time and time again. And in those mirrors, there's opportunity, opportunity to grow. And I want to see, I want to be there. I want to see, I want to experience those moments time and again. Because there are opportunities for me to make better of my life, make better of myself, continue to grow. And growth, that personal growth, it just, it gives me, it gives me so much. It, it makes me feel very, very good about myself. And the more I do that, um, the more I, I love, I love myself. It reminds me actually now that I'm on the point is, a, is there's a, I read a great um, proverb I think it's a proverb a Greek um, proverb recently that says um, know thyself be thyself love thyself so the feedback right the the energy, the empowerment, uh, the feeling that, um, you know, taking those hard decisions, what did it do? Well, on day uh, 45, it gave me something enough to have my best day on the miles. Sorry, my best day on the oars or in the boat on the oars um, for a long time. Here's the video or here's the audio of the video from day 45. Enjoy. Day 45 um, uh, is done and dusted and uh, uh, another day down and um, 47 nautical miles closer. Uh, that's the best um, best day's mileage I've had in, um, oh, in a long time. So uh, obviously I'm, uh, I'm happy with that because I've just been aiming for 40s. But um, the winds and the uh, winds and the wave direction and the currents were all aligned yesterday or close enough to it anyway so uh, I got some nice mileage um, and uh, yeah um, just kept churning I was up until about uh, one 
Then I got real tired, so I went to bed for an hour and a half and then got up again at three. Um, and I only got a half an hour in there because the big squall came in and uh, um, yeah, you don't you don't get wet at half three in the morning. Um, and then uh, back up again at eight to, to finish the day. So I uh, worked hard for the mileage all the same. Um, yeah, apart from that, the the sores, which is the big issue at the moment, um, uh, seem to be getting a bit better. Some of them anyway um, seem to be uh, less sensitive. Uh, other ones then, um, the padding is pretty good. It's not like a, a perfect solution or anything, but it should be good enough to get me to um, Antigua um, without any major, major... Um, dramas or um, issues hopefully we'll see I have uh, I have two pads um, stuck together but I do also have uh, the capability of getting three stuck together as well which might help a bit more we'll see so um, yeah all positive um, that's about it that's about it folks kind of nothing to report the days are hot uh, here's a look at what's going on outside at the moment So, um, yeah, days are uh, roasting hot now. I'll, uh, it's two o'clock. I'll go from two to four um, and uh, uh, take an hour and then go from five to um, basically five to sunset. But like there'll be little breaks there in between to, to eat and cook and that sort of stuff. So uh, I'm finding um, uh, since I had the issues with the sores and it was it was looking like it was just uh, going to be down to do a little bit rest, do a little bit rest. I'm finding that uh, that actual mentality instead of putting fixed time sets on slots is like just go until you want to take a break, then get up, take five ten minutes, then go again. Uh, works a lot better um, from a, a kind of a, I don't know psychological pressure point if you get me um you know when you when you put a, a time frame or a mileage um a distance kind of set on it you put yourself in that kind of outcome mentality maybe or something and uh whereas the other way around it's a lot easier you're not battling with yourself as much so that helps uh so i've been doing that a little bit and um yeah that's that's about her fingers are really sore now in the morning um, you know, the first few grips of the oars are, um, yeah, really like <laughs> I wouldn't even call them strokes, like they're they're you're just hanging on, uh, trying not to try not to go into too much pain. Um, but uh, yeah, and then they loosen out, thankfully, they loosen out pretty quickly. Uh, what else? Um, there was something else I wanted to mention. Um, Appetite's good, eating pretty well still, about to run out of nut butters, which is a pity because they're delicious out here. Um, and uh, under 750 miles to go into day 46 and looking like a 63 day finish if I can kind of keep this up. Um, and the tan is coming on. Uh, so, um, yeah, 
I'm loving it. I'm absolutely loving it. I'm, I'm still, uh, I have an idea for another Ocean Row. Can you believe I'm going through, I'm suffering, uh, going through all this kind of crap. And I'm already thinking about doing another one. Um, I, I love the kind of space, the freedom of it, the, I don't know, I even like the suffering a little bit. I like the hardship of it. I like that uh, not, not everyone can kind of put up with that. Um, I like the challenge. I like standing up naked on the on the open rowing deck shouting, are you not entertained in a, in a Russell Crowe uh, gladiator um, accent? <laughs> um, yeah, I don't know. I, I'm made for this sort of stuff, so... Uh, it's hard to explain. It's hard to even fathom why, but uh, you know, I suppose when you, when you know that the, there's an end and you know you can go back to a com- very very comfortable um, way of life, it's it's easy enough. Um, you know, deal with this sort of stuff. But uh, yeah, it's it's uh, it's it's an amazing adventure. I, I don't know how to describe it. It's just yeah, it's pretty pretty amazing. Um, all right, that's it for today. It, it sure is an amazing adventure. It really, it really is. And I know I'm taking probably 20 odd episodes to describe it, but it really is indescribable. You have to have kind of lived the experience and lived the challenge and, you know, lived the achievement to, to really kind of understand it. It's just, it's, it just never stops challenging you. Um, and there's, there's kind of so many facets that you are going to explore, um, not just the beauty and um, expanse and ferociousness and moods of the Atlantic and, and the, the ocean. And, um, it's, I suppose, quadrants but um you know that that internal journey like the the have so much of it for me was that the child that psychological challenge that i was going to get to you know experience and have an opportunity to learn from and grow from and, and understand myself on um uh um, and that under yeah understand myself on on a, on different levels and and kind of explore my capacities there and and you know it really you know I think the couple of days running up to this were just so grim and challenging through pain and discomfort and that um and over and I, having overcome them you know I was in a really really great place or at least a, a, a strong place on this day day 45 and I think you can you can tell that there was a perspective shift you know that um, and uh, uh, with that you know I just uh, a lighter kind of mood or frequency to to me and what how I was talking and describing it and you know, I, I, I am made for it and I, I did love it and I, I do love it. And I, you know, um, I talked about having 
there having this other idea um for another ocean row and of course it's it's happening uh well it's we're planning on hap- making it happen uh next uh next summer summer 2022 from new york to galway with project empower and my good friend fergus farrell so uh yeah that in itself is is manifesting now and and who knows there there could be future ocean rows for me um but as of now i have plenty on my plate to be to be working on um and on that while i'm kind of continuing with the 45 and and ocean rowing and maybe there's a future ocean rowers on here here's a little bit of um dietary advice if you like nut butters if you like peanut butter if you like almond butter if you like whatever um uh i know there's pistachio butter and uh, what's the other one cashew nut butter here's something i did which was a fl- it was just absolute fluke like I, I didn't plan on doing this um but it was sensational uh and unfortunately on this day 45 i ran out of it but it was i brought a load of nut butters so you can buy those nut butters now with um whey protein through them so i, I like chocolate love chocolate flavor so i bought a load of like almond butters and um peanut butters with a chocolate whey white chocolate and dark chocolate and what i ended up doing i just kind of stumbled on it i also brought a load of mct oil which is a thing called medium chain triglyceride so it's a odorless and odorless and tasteless um oil like a, a like a like a type of olive oil only like i said odorless and tasteless same sort of ca- calorie makeup like so very dense calorically i think it's about per teaspoon it's over 100 calories anyway so and so what i did was i would get the pot of nut butters when i was kind of like there was about a quarter left or half left and i would mix it with the other nut butter so the white chocolate and the dark chocolate or the almond and the peanut butter with a, a white chocolate one or not mix it all whatever way you want to whatever you know it changed throughout the crossing and then i would put um, a load of mct oil in on top and then i would on top of that then i would um throw in uh, like these kind of trail mixes or nut and berry nut and dried berries or um seeds and nuts and dried berries whatever you know yourself Uh, again highly caloric uh, really good energy um and yeah and just kind of dense nutrient wise and i would leave it kind of overnight just out on deck in the corner and what happens is don't ask me why but the the nuts and the seeds and the um, dried fruits like apricots or whatever they actually sink into the the nut butter even though even if it is solid the night before or the day before they actually sink down into it so it becomes like a kind of almost like a hardened um uh I don't know, like a, almost like a bar, a nut butter bar, because it sinks in and you have the MCT oil and then it's just highly caloric and highly uh, nutrient dense and energy dense. And I just used to eat it with a spoon um, and it was delicious. Absolutely loved it out there. Uh, and on this day, I... Um, I unfortunately ran out of it because um, it was so good. And I must have brought, I think I have brought about 10 pots of 
you know, between the whey nut butters and just singular almond butter, hazelnut butter, peanut butter, cashew nut butter, whatever. Um, yeah, so that was, I, I don't know how I stumbled upon it. I think I was looking for a bit of a mix up one day and just threw in some of those um, trail mixes in on top of the nuts and a bit of MCT oil and it just <laughs> seemed to work out. And before I knew it, I was mixing them and uh, yeah, and just feasting down when I'd be um, kind of as an almost like as a dessert after having, you know, um, a freeze dried meal for, for lunch or dinner. So that was that was really, really uh, fluky and delicious and, and a great addition to my meal plan. So if, if that's your thing, I highly recommend you do something like that. I think the only other thing that came up uh, on this day was, um, well, fingers, yeah, fingers were starting to, not starting, but like they were, <laughs> I remember clearly the, around this time, getting on the oars in the morning was um I mean you'd be taking them out like because your hands what happens is you know during the day they um they're like 11 to 12 hours clutching on like white knuckled proper like because you have to steer with the oars right so they're clutched around that handle so the everything shortens the ligaments and tendons shorten and then you go to bed at night and they um they stay in that position but they don't have the blood flow through there so they become really kind of uh, sore to move so when you wake up in the morning you've got these claws but there's no blood flow through them so they're incredibly sensitive and, and painful the joints uh, and then you have to grab the oars again and you got to steer straight away it's not a case of like you know uh, kind of you got to grab the oars straight away and and kind of get to work so uh, yeah trying to do up your laces in the morning and then you know grabbing and taking the oars uh, untying the oars and taking them out and then trying to hold them you know uh, into the water and trying to row with them was so painful <laughs> so you're just waiting to get some blood flow in there and hoping that you know you don't get caught up in a in a big wave and and the oar starts because it's going to come out of your hand so easily because you're not even really clutching it you know if i had kind of a you know a, a weightlifting strap or something I would have wrapped it around the the oar to just keep my hand on it until I got some kind of sensitivity and or not sensitive so I got some um blood flow back into them and get some the pain was gone basically so yeah I took about half an hour so the first few strokes the first I remember the first I used to count down that first 10 strokes but I just get through the first 10 um, and I wouldn't even call them strokes like they were probably about a foot in their um, range <laughs> and then it was like okay try and do a little bit more this time next second stroke third stroke try and do a little bit more until you're kind of getting into a, a half decent length of stroke and eventually you know you start to get some blood flow in there but you're kind of holding your breath please please don't get a, a shock through the oar because it's just going to be it's going to be too much um so that's I, I think I might leave it there um for uh episode 17 um yeah yeah we'll keep keep it a bit shorter this week uh, I think that works better for everyone and um and thanks for listening again the the story continues uh, thankfully uh the sores are showing a little bit of improvement and a little bit of um a solution to the you know like i've 
described before, you know, excruciating physical and well, I don't know if it was excruciating physically, but it was it was very painful physically. And what it was excruciating was on your mind, just constantly chipping away, chipping away at your resolve, you know, and that that in that fight internally to kind of keep going and keep doing the right thing for your ambitions and for your was was tough. So that's it for this week, folks. Thanks for listening as always. Um, if you'd like to support the show, uh, you kind of rate, subscribe, please subscribe, please rate, um, share the show uh, through your own social medias and, and uh, give us a little little review on Apple if you have the, the time and the inclination. Um, any questions as usual, get them to me, the usual sources through uh, Instagram, through social media is the best way or my website or yeah. Um, so it's at Aulstock personally or this the show at Deep Roots a podcast we have a nice few followers and it's growing steadily and we're sharing I'm sharing the the daily videos there and I'm sharing trying to share all the content I took on the on the road because there's loads there's there's loads like there, well there's there's loads that hasn't been seen that I was like I don't know what to do with that so this is a nice opportunity as we go to do that so so get following there and get your questions in there and uh, we should have a, a fourth Q&A coming out if the, well, if the third one hasn't launched by now because it was pre-recorded but yeah I'll get it in for the fourth session which is um, should be sometime in the you know down in the 20s um, um, yeah another way to support the show is through Patreon uh, get involved there with the community and um, yeah and thanks for listening again and remember to keep striving for more from yourselves cheers Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com. 
Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.